Are we ready? We're ready. Let's do this. <clears throat> Wait. <clears throat> All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Screams and Dreams podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Chelsea. I'm Allison. And I'm Melissa. If you're joining us for the first time, you will hear us discuss all the scary and spooky things in life. Weird, creepy, all that stuff. We're continuing with our new format of rotating between screams and dreams. And today we are discussing a dream topic. Destruction in dreams. Dun dun dun! As a reminder, our Sunday scaries are where we want to hear from you, the listeners, to talk about your nightmares, weird dreams, bumps in the night, and you can always write to us at screamdreampod at gmail.com or send us a message through our Instagram at screamdreampod. We also have our fourth host, Mary. She is still under my guardianship uh, because of the quarantine rules, and if you're curious to see what Mary looks like, check her out on our social media channels. You can find us on Insta, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Mary and I have had a very interesting couple of weeks. It's been fairly quiet just because the weather hasn't been great. So we've been spending a lot of time reading some ghost story novels just to keep things interesting. Uh, We have been reading a lot of ghost stories about local Vancouver Island ghosts. Uh, So in particular, she has been enjoying one about the Qualicum Beach Hotel, uh, which is situated in Qualicum Beach, British Columbia and there has been quite a sordid history of deaths in the hotel of people seeing floating visions going up and down the stairs and it's very very creepy and i have stayed there and there's definitely a haunty vibe so we have really been enjoying just kind of a throwback to halloween i'm gonna tell kyle he has to stay there the next time he goes up island for work (laughs) yes and disclaimer, they've got an excellent restaurant. The food is fantastic, uh, but definitely some haunty, creepy Mary doll vibes. Oh, cool. So she got really excited about that story. Wow. I'm never going there. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, Mary. We love you. So ladies, anything that has made you scream this week or any weird dreams or nightmares that have come up? No, I'm back to my boring old self. No more shadow people? No. Just, officially cleared just back to sleeping like the dead and ne- never remembering my dreams mel what about you have you had any screamy oh, dreams you know honestly i need to start writing them down because like in the last two weeks i've had such like potent not lucid but just really vivid intense dreams i didn't write this one down but i tried to recall it it was like the longest saga dream ever So this was about halfway through my dream, which is all I could recall, but there was so much more that happened. I was driving around trying to get to my former Lash Girl's house. Lash Girl. Um, (laughs) Bougie. Yeah, so bougie. So I was trying to find her house because I haven't seen her in a while. And then I was driving around this high park neighborhood for Toronto people. You know, it's like, it's kind of like the gorge where it's just got like houses on an upward slant. So I don't know why I was in that area. So it was like all these, this one main street and then all these side streets that were going up these steep hills. Then all of a sudden, like the weather was terrible as I was driving to this area and it was like snowstorm blizzard and my car spun out. 
over 20 times, I'd say. And I, I, I slammed into a snowbank, but my car was fine. It was totally like not damaged at all. I guess the soft snow did nothing to it. People came out on the highways like, hey, you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Just, just uh, spun out, but I'm good. And so I got back into the car drove to the closest street I could because I didn't want to like this the hills were obviously exaggeratedly steep in my dream so I wanted to park on a flat road and then walk up but all of a sudden like the street that I typically would go up was not there like I couldn't find the street name and I kept walking further down the road checking all the street names I was completely disoriented and while I was walking on the sidewalk it was like, this is your life. And I kept meeting all of these people in my past, like just random people that have like no weight and like all down the street. And I'm like, I'm just looking for this street. And I can't remember, I should have wrote down the street name. It was the most ridiculous name. It started with T, but it was like a sentence, the three knots of something like that. And I was like, I just can't find the street. Where did it go? Did they rename it? And they're like, no, you walked past it. It's like way, way, way down the other way. So I finally find the street and then I walk all the way up this hill to the house. And it was like a totally strange and different. It looked like a house where like, what's her name? What's Tim Burton's wife's name? Helena Bonaparte. What's mm-hmm. her? Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Bonham- yeah. It looked like a house that she would have furnished and lived in. Like in Fight Club. Um, and then boom, all of a sudden I'm driving to one of my high school best friend's house. We're hanging out in her house and like there was a ton of stuff that happened during this time of my dream, but I can't remember those details. I, I had like a super long visit almost all day. I leave and when I went into the house, it was sunny and warm. And when I leave the house, I'm back in the snowstorm blizzard. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I hate this weather. And I walk back to my car and I noticed that I left my window down and I'm like, oh my God, you're such a moron. And then my heart dropped and all of a sudden <gasps> my youngest son is part of the dream and I forgot him in the car oh this whole time. <clears throat> oh my God. And I was freaking out and people are circling the car and I'm like, oh my God what happened is he okay and he's completely like half frozen with frostbite all over his cheeks like it's black and blue i grab him and i'm hugging him and i'm waiting for the ambulance and i was freaked out because like my kids were not part of this entire dreamscape until that moment and then all of a sudden he's just half frozen in the car i know and then i was i woke up and i was really upset and like this is the second time i've had a dream with my youngest. yeah the last one he was almost drowning I know. So I don't know what's playing in my mind, but I'm recognizing that this is a reoccurrence that's happening mm-hmm. and like making me super upset. Like I'm having the feelings associated with the dream and trying to like separate from those feelings is really hard. Yeah, that was one of my dreams, but they've all kind of had this weird intensity, crazy movie line epic. They're epic right now. Let me just say that. Crazy. That's yeah. insane. Well, hills typically represent obstacles or challenges in dreams, mm-hmm. um, but it sounds like you're not going up or down them. Like you're kind of like, it sounded like you were right in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Hypothermia also represents being feeling insensitive or cold or uncaring. Mm. <laughs> and it's a risk of yourself or someone else failing hard at something if terrible treatment isn't reversed with caring treatment. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it, it it is weird that, you know, this is now a recurring dream. So there must be something in your subconscious that you're worried about maybe with, with him. 
the only thing I've been worried about is that he has he has zero swim lessons so far and I'm like terrified that he's gonna drown in water because he was supposed to start them before the pandemic yeah and then I know I've been thinking about that for like certain things um but yeah the hypothermia one was really messed up Hmm. but that's just like so visceral yes right like and how did like he wasn't in there and then all of a sudden he's half dead well, it's also like a weird feeling of judgment people too, right? Like it's not yeah. like you found it, it was somebody else yeah. and somebody else is like being like, oh, you're a, you're a, what kind of parent are you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. These are all the things going in my head, clearly. I actually am now curious about these dreams. Like I, I have more of a vested interest in why I'm, I've never had intense dreams like this before that I can recall. So I'm, I might start writing them down if I'm not lazy enough. Well, let it go, girl. We all know that you are an excellent, excellent caregiver for your sons. So thank you. Thank you. I'll tell my dream self that. (laughs) Yes. Please pass along from my subconscious to yours. Not to worry. Um, I had a dream that I didn't write down about 10 days ago, but it stuck with me in a way that a dream hasn't stuck with me in a while. And it was not a good dream. It was definitely an American horror story style dream. And it was so disturbing that it's just, it's stuck with me. So I don't ever need to write it down. I will never forget it. Um, And I don't know why, but I was standing in a grandiose kind of 80 style hotel. So there's chandeliers in the lobby. There was carpet. There was dark kind of mahogany wood at the back. And you could see the people checking people in, Mm -hmm. checking people out. It was a bustling hotel. And there was a curved staircase that went up to a bar that was overlooking the lobby. And I was there with my parents in a metropolitan area waiting for some of my parents' friends who were coming into town from Scotland for a wedding for a dear friend. And so when they arrived, I distinctly remember that they were wearing duffel coats, which is kind of a big thing in 80s Scotland, where you would have like the duffel buttons. Um, So we waited in the lobby for them to check in and we were then deciding we were going to go to lunch. And so there was my parents, their two friends and a couple of other people who were in the dream. Um, They were familiar, but they weren't actually known to me. And there was too many of us. So I volunteered to either take a taxi or walk. So um, someone told me that the name of the restaurant was called West and it was just down the street. So I walked out to double check to see if I could see the sign a few blocks away to decide whether or not I wanted to take a taxi or if I wanted to walk. And when I was coming back into the hotel, I heard a scream in the street, but I didn't think anything of it um, other than it was part of kind of the backdrop of being in a metropolitan setting. And so when I came back, I went back to my dad upstairs. I said, okay, where is it? He's like, West, meet you there. And all of a sudden, I wasn't in the dream anymore. I wasn't part of it. I was observing it like a movie, Mel, kind of just like you described. And I heard a commotion from the front desk and their bellhops were screaming that they needed help. A man had been bent in half. um, So his arms were underneath his body and his legs were underneath his body. And, you know, it was just like a big commotion. And then from the other side, a woman kind of ran through the doors of the lobby. She was wearing a red turtleneck. She was wearing red pants, red shoes. She had really, really dark hair, but it was covered in blood. And in the middle of the lobby, she collapsed. And so a lady came running up to her and she started doing CPR. And my mom and her friend 
all of a sudden kind of ran by this woman's side and she, they started to kind of hold her hand and saying, just hang in there, hang in there, stay with us. And like this big pool of blood just continued on, like kind of flowing out of this lady. I could see blood on my mom's yeah. and her friend's hands. And all of a sudden, you know, the lady who was trying to resuscitate her looked, looked up and she said, she's going to the angels now. Ew. This yeah. is fucked up, dude. I know. Well, why and did she, you forget about it? <laughs> I know. It, it is. It's really messed up. And so when she said she's on her way to the angels, they tried to tilt her up as if to like say, here's your last look at the world, is what it felt like to me That's when I was weird. watching. But the lady's head just completely fell over to the left-hand side, like her neck had just like pretty much snapped off. Ew. And her body was completely limp. And she just looked like a rag doll. It was like, and then I distinctly remember that her hair was matted and crusty and there was blood all over my mom, all over her friend. And all of a sudden she just looked up the lady who was doing CPR says, she's dead, she's hmm. gone. And then gently kind of laid her back down. All of a sudden, as she lay down, I, I looked back at her and the woman who died immediately sat straight up. Her eyes were fixed on me. Her pupils were bright red, like her eyes were bright red. And she was just like sitting up and looking at me and everyone else was frozen in place at that moment. No, thank you. <laughs> yep. And no one seemed to notice. And I knew right then that her death had something to do with the injured man. And she was incredibly mad that I didn't do anything about it. And then I woke up. That's intense. Sounds dude. very like dramatic, like just a lot of stuff mm -hmm. going on. And... and this woman, she had a message to send you. Yeah. Yes. But red everything. Like, yeah. even her outfit was red. It was bizarre. I wonder what the color red is symbolic of. Blood. Like blood and death. <laughs> Let's see. When you dream in red, what does that mean? Well, for some, it may mean love, romance, passion, lust, desire, and intimacy. Nope. Nope. That was for, not that one. Don't skip. <laughs> for others, it may mean anger or violence or to control and overpower. Dreaming of red can also be a warning ever heard the expression raise a red flag or a sign to stop think traffic lights now that one could have some relevance maybe she's well, your warning sign and maybe it's also maybe tied to one of our dream topics today which has to do with destruction in the form of lava or volcanoes mm. but anyway i will never forget that dream i'll never forget what that lady looked like um and it's very disturbing to have someone look at you with bright red bloodshot eyes. Damn. Oh, you guys are always good for a good dream story. Thank God I'm one trying. of us is boring. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> All right. Should we dive into the topic today? Yes. Let's do it. So the topic is destruction. Now, let's say after some good hard work, a good snooze gives you the chance to recharge your body so you wake up refreshed and ready for another day. But when anxiety creeps into your dreams your sleep state might not provide the restful escape you're seeking, especially if you're dreaming about the end of the world. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> so today, as a prelude to this episode, we will take a look at one of the major Arcana tarot cards. It's the Tower. And it's going to help us unpack these screamy dreams a bit. For those listeners who are not familiar with the tarot, we're going to be opening the episode up with an interesting compare and contrast between some dreams and the major arcana tar tarot cards that represent life lessons, karmatic influences, and the big archetypal themes that are influencing your life and your soul's journey to enlightenment. 
the major arcana cards uh, typically are deep and complex in very, very beautiful, interesting, and mystifying ways at some points. They represent the structure of human consciousness and hold the keys to life lessons passed down through the ages. So when you see a major arcana card in a tarot reading, you're being called to reflect on life lessons and themes that are currently being experienced at this time in your life. It will often set the scene for the entire reading. If many of the major arcana tarot cards are reversed, however, it could be a sign that you are not paying enough attention to the important lessons and you need to first master the lesson before moving forward. So let's just imagine for a moment being in the cozy recesses of your home that you consider to be safe. And let's call that the tower. The design of your tower home even features a crown at the top of your residence. Could this be a better feature to show on House Hunters or House Hunters International? Made of stone on solid ground, you rest your eyes and drift off to sleep. What could go wrong? And then in the darkest hour of night, lightning strikes the tower and you are thrown from great heights and fireballs emerge from within the tower, suggesting that even stone can burn. (laughs) I know. So scary, right? (laughs) Speaking of dramatic dreams, it's clear that total destruction is imminent and there is no turning back. Even scarier as you descend, your eyes affix on the ground beneath you. The ground below is jagged and rocky and far more upsetting when you realize you are plummeting downwards in the middle of the night. The earth itself is shaking and your foundations are being shaken to the core. The tower is a symbolic reminder that holding yourself too highly in your own regard is very dangerous. There are always higher powers outside of your control that come along and disrupt your life. If there was a more modern day imagery at a card, a crashing airplane might be an appropriate fit. So... The tower card suggests to prepare for things to be leveled and dismantled. (laughs) Honestly, I'm not a fan of this card and I pull it up every so often. Here we go. It's, it's a a clearly not positive card and there's no like if, ands or buts about it. And there's no like rationalizing that, well, maybe the tower is telling me this. No tower is in your face straight up. Yeah. It represents massive change, upheaval, destruction, and chaos. It could be a divorce, death of a loved one, financial failure, health problems, natural disaster, job loss, or any event that shakes you to your core, affecting you spiritually, mentally, and physically. There's really no escaping it. The change is here to tear things up, create chaos, and destroy everything in its past. But trust me... (laughs) It is for your highest good and maybe your destiny, right? So I do not like this card at all. It pisses me off, actually. So <laughs> when you're like, we should talk about the tower, I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's cathartic, right? Yeah. So as one of its meanings is release and tragedy, it very well could be the possibility of a fresh start is just as likely, but you got to go through it to go through it. And the going through it part, the tower suggests, is not going to be easy or pleasant usually. So that's really the big takeaway with this card. As with all loss, like I just said, it's going to be a difficult process. So as your tower house falls and you survey the aftermath, you should ask yourself whether or not you're willing to drop the veil and see the circumstances for what they are, seeing through the illusions. Denial is not your friend with the tower. Mm-mm. 
you might now be questioning what's real and what's not, what you can rely upon, what you can't trust, which can be very confusing and disorienting, particularly if you know uh, to be true of your belief system is being challenged, which could be a huge upheaval for somebody's life as well. Before you're able to make positive changes, you'll have to first face the truth about the situation. So many times we know that it's time to let go, but instead we grasp on to what we know is familiar and hold on even harder than we did before. Truth. Things come tumbling down eventually, and we need to look back, review, and assess all the time that we may have wasted. The tower propels the question of what can I let go of? If there are things or relationships you'd be better off without, it's time to release and accept. You can't expand horizons and take steps forward if you keep holding on to your old life. Learn to let go and refocus your perspective and embrace a new chapter in your life. You will be surprised that the hardship and heartaches that come with it will be worth it. So if you're wondering if things will go right, the answer is no. <laughs> the Tower Tarot, say that two times, Tower Tarot card in a yes or no reading tells you that this isn't the time to start a new business, branch out at work, or take your relationship to a new level. You need to ride out the tsunami wave that the tower is about to bring before you. Now it's funny. It's a, in Pe your face card. People hate this card. And I guess, I don't know, I'm one of the like I hate few it. that see it as more of a positive card. Well, that's good. I need more of that perspective. Yeah. Say it's more just about a, that. It's like just what? about change and being honest with yourself. It's like a, a friendly slap in the face. Like, pull your head out of your butt and do what you got to do. But I can see, like, the, the point about the self-growth. So if you're in a place where you probably felt stuck or that somewhere that you shouldn't have been and that you're, like you said, Mel, holding on to things just tighter just because, you know, that you probably should let go. And yet I think it's human nature just to grab on to what we know is familiar because it's easy. I think if it's a self-growth thing, I, I'm with Chelsea. I... I, I I don't like the card. I find it unsettling, but I also know that, you know, there it's always stormy and the darkest before the dawn. So and like, right. people it, don't like change, right? Like it's just, it's really hard to look within and realize that you're acting in a shitty way or, you know, doing something that really needs to change. Yeah. Yeah. It's always hardest to hold the mirror up to yourself, oh, yeah. right? We all have blind spots and we all need yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. It's easy enough yeah. to just stay the course. Right. But Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways to interpret this card. Mm -hmm. and I like that take on it. I think people don't like to see it also because they're afraid something wrong is going to go in their life. And it's yeah, but like tarot is not a, it doesn't tell the future. It just right. tells you what you already know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And right. I also think maybe in this circumstance too, it could be a warning. So maybe mm -hmm. it's giving you an opportunity to change something before it mm -hmm. actually becomes a problem. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's it. Just because you get the tower card doesn't mean your whole life's going to implode. All right. So on that note, yeah, this is a card that you can't really run or hide from. As the Borg say in Star Trek, resistance is futile. No amount of hiding or denying will make it go away, and it will only get louder, and the chances of the destruction and upheaval will only get stronger. Lastly, the tower may give you an opportunity as a premonition to make different decisions in your life, like you said, Allison. Maybe you have a psychic ability and you're getting a message. Or maybe you're getting a subconscious warning that something is about to happen and you need to prepare for it. 
And just remember, listeners, what goes up must come down. If you've ever had a tower experience, you know that you will be resilient and grow stronger and wiser as a new path and perspective comes together for you. Being honest with yourself will bring about positive changes, even if you experience pain and anxiety throughout the process. Because change is tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now, listeners, we have come up with a few dream themes that follow the tower. Keep in mind that this is only our interpretation, again, we are not experts, even though Mel is slowly working towards her pod doc designation. Yeah. <laughs> there are going to be some similarities within each of these natural disasters. They do have one screamy thing in common, though. They have very eerie similarities to what the tower card represents. And if you're not into tarot, we totally get it. But this podcast is all about exploring all the spooky and creepy things. And we've got some good dreamy interpretations here for you today. Besides, we get to choose what we talk about here. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about earthquakes first as a dream topic. So I'm not sure if you guys have ever had a dream about an earthquake. I haven't. You know, it's funny, considering where we live, I'm surprised I have not had a major, like, world-ending earthquake dream. Have you guys ever felt an earthquake? Oh, yeah. 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 What did it feel like for you, Mel? It felt, I actually felt one in Toronto. We randomly had one there it felt like a really bad subway line going under where I was yeah I was always just surprised at how much like the house moves around you like it's noisy like it's not just you moving back and forth it's it's very loud and like weird surreal anyways it's weird so you've been through an obviously Chelsea yeah a couple here we had me too I think I was in grade 12 when there was one that happened like and I was in I think theater or something and the whole theater just went like clap 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 yeah. clap clap and it just felt like thunder mm-hmm. so for listeners who may not be as acutely aware as we uh, on the island uh, live who live on top of a fault line an earthquake happens due to the tectonic shifting of the earth's crust and the apparent movement that takes place underneath so these small earthquakes happen every single day and we don't notice them but sometimes the shift of the tectonic plates can cause massive destruction on land, destroying buildings, causing chaos, and forcing people out of their homes. Actually, we had one here a couple months ago and we were sitting in the living room and the whole house shook and I was like, oh my God, that was an earthquake. And when, when I looked on my earthquake app, it was only a 2.1 and I couldn't believe how much the house moved from just that little wee earthquake. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. There's so much reverberation, right? Like, yeah. Ooh, that's a fun word. Say that again. <laughs> reverberation. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Chelsea. Um, and so if, if a dreamer is dreaming about an earthquake, let's talk about what an earthquake actually symbolizes. So in dreams, the earth typically represents stability, security of your own self, your life, and your surroundings. And earthquake dreams are about to disturb and shake up your world. So if you think about that from the perspective of the tower card, you think that you have this really self, you know, sound foundation of stone underneath you and things are built up and you're felt, feeling really safe. Earthquake dreams emerge to stir up the storm that has been brewing in the heart of your subconscious. So questions are, are you struggling with important decisions? Are you facing challenges? When dreaming about an earthquake, you may be seeing a glimpse of your own experiences, either in a current state or a previous circumstance. Symbolically, earthquake dreams can be taken that a big change is about to come into your life and it may be presenting in a very metaphorical way. For example, it might be that a person is unsure about his or her job. They might be worried about a volatile situation. 
And if you're dreaming about an earthquake, even though you haven't experienced it in real life, it's really important to analyze your present situation and think about a way to deal with it head on. So of course, I think this is still your subconscious trying to say there's something going on that you are feeling unrest about or you know, a level of upheaval, it's time to think about how you're going to deal with your issues. Which is very tower-esque, which mm -hmm. we were talking about. Like, this is why it's so close to the tower card, right? Yes. And I think just like the tower, earthquakes happen all of a sudden and problems come to people's lives uninvited. So preparedness is what matters at the end of the day. So we uh, islanders need to make sure that we've got enough water, food, <laughs> batteries, flashlights Every, everyone on the west coast basically yes uh toilet paper now that we can get it because the covid scare is over so well the, well the the toilet paper scare is over <laughs> the toilet now. paper scare is over we can there's no and hopefully you'd have some before in preparation with your with your earthquake quit and so it's important that you have clarity remain firm and disband instability for a better future so be prepared I think is, is the fundamental message within this dream. So yes, things are going to be unrested, shaken up and kind of creepy, but it's important that you take steps to prepare yourself. And so, um, as we've said in previous podcasts, it's important to observe where you are in the earthquake. Were you in danger? Were you a spectator? Mm -hmm. Um, did you come in after the fact to observe the carnage, the rubble, um, and maybe nothing happened to you? So it's important to look at all parts of the dream to see if you can determine the emotions behind the visions. Water, wind, fire, rocks all mean different things. And so for better, for worse, also important that we pay attention to what happens when our lives are being shook up. Yeah, that is all true. Um, so now we're going to talk about volcanoes in a dream. I've never had a volcanic dream. Has anyone else? I don't know. Maybe after I watched Dante's Peak when I was a teenager. Oh my god, I remember watching that <laughs> in the that theater. Movie? Oh god. Oh, you yeah. know what? I think I saw that in the theater too. Well, I haven't had a volcanic dream. You all haven't. But maybe, just maybe, one of our listeners has. So, if you have, or if you will, let's give you a quick little breakdown of volcanoes. If you live under a rock and have no idea... <laughs> A little quick uh, recap of what volcanoes are. Volcanoes are one of nature's most awe-inspiring ways that shape and change the earth. They are ruptures in the crust of the earth that give rise for hot lava, ash, and gases to surface. The crust breaks into rigid tectonic plates which float on a hotter and softer layer. That is why, like earthquakes, volcanoes exist in places where the tectonic plates are converging or diverging. When volcanoes are dormant, they only pose a potential threat to humans and the surroundings. They are majestic to look at, and some in the Pacific Northwest are even covered in snow. Has anyone visited a volcano? Mount St. Helens, yes. Um, I saw one from far away in Hawaii a thousand years ago. I visited one, Not an erupting on one. A, in Greece, in I think off Santorini. <laughs> you can go swim it. The people who I was with wanted to hike to the top, and I was like, mm, can we just oh. go to the beach instead? <laughs> Were you <that>. feeling lucky? 
I hiked to to the one and it was pretty cool. I'm actually, it wasn't, it was very disappointing. Now I remember we, Matt and I were like, this is what we climbed all the way up for. And it was like, and like little puffs of smoke coming out of the ground. Like well, it was I guess so that's probably a good thing though. Cause yeah, it wasn't what my uh, movie mind was. Right. It was no Dante's peak. It was no Joe in the <laughs> volcano. Okay. I'll go back. Um, erupting volcanoes, however, are a great danger to human lives in the environment. Volcanoes are usually underwater, so think of it as an underwater tower. Dreaming about volcanoes and lava is more common than it seems, especially if you're going through a complicated situation that makes you more sensitive than usual. Mm -hmm. Volcanic dreams indicate that the dreamer is suppressing their feelings in the most significant amount or maybe vice versa. Wow, I'm surprised I haven't had more volcanic dreams. You might now. (laughs) It makes me think of the Queen's song, like, Under Pressure. Under pressure, pushing down on me, pushing down. Keeping track, that's duet number one. Normally we have about six to eight on average. Okay, so the volcano is also symbolic of weaknesses and superior strengths that are around you. They can give you feelings of helplessness, frustration, and fear. Dreaming of volcanoes that erupt can also be representative of eliminating what is sleeping inside of you. Mm. it can talk about the potential of you and what you have now as with any dream it's important to be aware of your surroundings and what you're seeing in your dreams so volcanoes have different meanings depending on whether they are active or dormant and as usual we encourage you to write down the details so that you can recall the state of nature when you're in your dreamscape take your own advice mel take your own (laughs) advice okay you hypocrite According to research, some early oracles linked dreams with passionate but deceitful love. One oracle even went so far as to say that if a woman dreamed of an active volcano, she would actively pursue a married man by flaunting her charms. I wonder which oracle said that. And also, it takes two to cheat, folks. So if a person's going to cheat, a person's going to cheat. No one has to flaunt or, or seduce or persuade. Let's just put that out there, okay? There's no such thing as a homewrecker because the other person is opening the door for them. That's right. It takes two. So our friend of the show, or maybe not, good old Dr. Freud, who we talked about um, (laughs) before, predicted a deep and passionate love affair if you witness an erupting volcano in your dream. That kind of sounds fun, though. Whereas a dormant volcano is a sign of losing interest in your partner, rut row, a temporary timeout in relations or complete breakup. Okay, so this is pivotal, folks. Mm-hmm. Are you dreaming of active volcanoes or dormant? And then take a look at your life. Like the reference to the Tower Tarot. I keep wanting to say Tarot Tower. Tower Tarot. Those who are under a lot of stress, experiencing exceptionally difficult circumstances, or some high degrees of, of uncertainty often dream about volcano eruptions. The dreamer may be holding on to emotions of culminating anger, frustration, resentment, and they begin feeling like a large volcano ready to erupt. Never bottle it in, folks. Always talk it through. There are some very poignant connections with the tower, such as confronting issues and problems, refusing to listen to advice, or continuing to ignore, and it gets bigger as time passes and potentially erupts with irreparable damage. So dreaming about volcanoes also happens when we fear potential conflict with another person due to some underlying issues we need to discuss with that person. Tectonic plates, 
Perhaps your expectation is an unfavorable, violent, uncontrollable reaction from someone and you dream about a volcanic eruption. It's also important to remember that the expectations of reactions of other people are usually worse in our minds than they actually turn out to be. So Allison came across a quote that said, specifically, dreaming about a volcanic eruption indicates you are feeling out of control in life. If you think about the violent release of the lava, in dreams this can indicate that there are hot spots in life creating hazards. Ash arising from the volcano is a threat on all fronts. It's dangerous in the sky and on the ground. If you remember the big volcanic eruption in Iceland, planes had to fly around it for weeks. The volcano indicates the production of something big. The larger the explosion, the more important the dream. That being said, large eruptions in a dream are scary, we would say screamy, and may be representations of conflict or difficulties in waking life. A volcanic eruption in a dream foreshadows a storm of emotions, often negative. Like we mentioned before, it's important to pay attention to what the volcano is doing. We thought it would be fun to go through a few different parts of the volcano and tell you what each element means. References are found nowhere and never. <laughs> or Maybe in the show in notes the yet to be made show Fake notes. Show notes. <laughs> Dreaming that a volcanic disaster ruined your residence or property indicates you should pay more attention to relations with your partner. Dreaming of lava flowing silently is indicative of important life changes taking place that are unseen. Dreaming of an eruption of a volcano in a dream represents a sudden circumstance that arises unexpectedly and that changes are bound to happen soon. Hiding from a volcanic eruption indicates you are trying to avoid conflicts. If you dream that lava and stones are flying at you, it's a warning that significant life changes are on their way. Again, the tower. Yep, the fireballs coming out from the inside the stone. Creepy. In order to avoid the possible negative consequences, you should be more attentive to people around you. Walking on cooled lava in a dream indicates the passions that are boiling rapidly now will soon subside. Uh, plunging or diving into lava means that you should be careful and considerate about the decisions you're making. Dreaming of ashy clouds mean you should be leery and untrusting of people that you are doing business with. I mean, who wants a cloudy business venture that smells like burning? No one. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, unless you're a barbecue salesman, maybe. <laughs> Fair. Or a crematorium person. No. mortuarian. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I mean, it's always important to just be aware of what's going on in the dream, but also in waking life, right? Like, this can mean... A whole bunch of different things and it doesn't mean all of these things for one particular dream so it's just it depends part of breaking your dream down and figuring out what the hell's going on in your life right now that might explode soon <laughs> so lastly we're going to talk about hurricanes so chelsea have you ever had a dream about a hurricane or a significant I, storm not that i can recall i've had a couple of them mostly um i'm out to sea on a sailboat when they happen and all of a sudden a storm will, will close in but it's definitely a hurricane and i have to find like i have to sail in to find some sort of shelter so um those are definitely very visceral dreams mel have you ever had a dream about a hurricane i would say i've had windy dreams like maybe tornado and then Clearly, I have a lot of snow blizzard dreams, so I wonder what that means. Probably same same theme. Yeah. Well, for our listeners, a hurricane is a type of storm which forms over tropical or subtropical waters. 
Those with maximum sustained winds of over 39 miles per hour are called tropical storms. And when a storm's maximum wind sustains 74 miles per hour is called a hurricane, which is so, so strong. Um, I know living on the island, we have lots of wind storms that happen. Uh, I We've never reached anything close, I think, to 74 miles per hour. And if we what have, then it's kilometers? been... Sorry? What is that in kilometers? 120 kilometers an hour. I think we've hit 100 here. We've definitely hit yeah, 100. hit 100. And so if we're ever talking about the eye of the hurricane, um, it is a region of mostly calm weather at the center of a tropical cyclone. The eye of a storm is a roughly circular area, typically between 30 and 65 kilometers, 19 to 40 miles in diameter. It is surrounded by the eye wall, which is a ring of towering thunderstorms where mo the most severe weather and highest winds occur. So if you can imagine nothingness and just kind of calmness and all around you are thunderstorms, being in the eye of the hurricane seems mm -hmm. like a like a a really nice momentary peace before the absolute terror comes in as it moves through. Like think about just watching that impending doom coming your way. So hurricanes and any sort of natural disaster obviously are a dream symbol of an enormous and faceless threat that you find completely overwhelming and it's gonna come and destroy your life as you know it. This dream may indicate that an actual hurricane threatens you, but it's most likely that it's a simple insecurity in your life in your home. Your subconscious might be warning you that something is pent up, much like the volcano, um, particularly emotions, and it's about to burst. Dreaming of a hurricane indicates things like an impending danger, a deluge of emotions, a loss of power and control, and feeling like you're being tossed around by forces that you don't have any control or input over. These types of swirly dreams could suggest that your mind is overwrought and tormented or even excited or passionate about something. So they're very busy dreams, hurricane dreams. Mm -hmm. But if you can tolerate the emotions, fear, excitement, um, the outcomes can actually be quite joyous. So if you think about like the tower going through a very stormy time in your life, coming out the other side of it, uh, you're going to be a much better person and you will come through it and you'll have conquered your fears and become a much better person and gone through a powerful change. So being in the hurricane epicenter means that there may be a breakdown of your plans, which could lead to your cherished dreams coming true. And when I say breakdown, I think that's also relevant to the tower when your belief systems are challenged, mm -hmm. um, which means that something might be getting in the way for you to achieving your, your dreams. So, you know, during the course of that journey, the eye of the hurricane is always the most powerful. And during this time, you might feel frustrated or depressed for a while, either consciously or subconsciously in your life. If you remember what we said about the tower, what goes up must come down. So just keep your eye out and your head up for new opportunities. Dreaming that the hurricane is destroying or flattening houses suggests that mater the material world is frail and it's falling around, falling down around you. And remember when we said that it's important not to hold more power than you actually do because there's always a bigger force than you. This is definitely indicative of the hurricane. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hearing the hurricane roar signifies future painful anticipation or desperate attempts to resist failure. Watch Ooh, out. Desperate attempts to resist failure. And this is really holding on to what mm. we think is true. So when we talked about the tower, we talked about we desperately keep holding on to things that we probably shouldn't mm -hmm. because they're familiar. Mm -hmm. And easy. Yeah. yeah. And now is not the time to hide and wait until the storm clears. You need to action things yourself. So like earthquakes, be prepared. This is your time to make sure that you're doing things for you. 
If you dreamed about the hurricane ruining your house, you'll move and change workplaces often and you need to improve your lifestyle. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Seeing the aftermath of the hurricane is a positive dream interpretation. The carnage won't touch you personally and you'll have the ability to avoid disaster. So mm -hmm. just like the earthquake dreams, if you're coming in after and observing, the worst has already happened. You're not going to be part of it, but you're seeing all of the damage that's been done. An approaching hurricane indicates that you'll meet a potential match for a romantic relationship who will change your life in an amazing way. Who knew the hurricane could be the tinder of the dream world? <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. I'm super, you know, I don't remember so many of my dreams. I bet you I've had like a billion hurricane volcano dreams that I just can't remember. Probably. Oh, man. It's interesting though, like to try and like grasp onto the memory of your dreams, right? It's mm -hmm. it's super hard. It's really you... hard for me. Like unless it's really traumatic. I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember my dreams. It's annoying. You know what? Maybe this is the year that <laughs> This is the year. This is the year. And the only ones I ever remember are just me getting murdered by a dude. Well, like, I mean that's a big one. Or though. attempted like... chased, attempted or murdered by some guy. So thanks, some guy. Whoever that guy yeah, whoever is. Whoever that guy is. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap on our dream topic about disasters and chaos in your dreams. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your dreamlike <laughs> stories. The screamier, the better. Be sure to check us out on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and any other podcast platforms. Please, please, please rate and subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. And you can always find us on social media at Scream Dream Pod. And make sure you email us your creepy ass stories, please. We love to hear them. Uh, ScreamDreamPod at gmail.com. And look out for episode 13. Ooh, lucky number 13. And that's coming out on Thursday, April 15th, where we will discuss a Scream theme. Bye, Bye dollies. dollies.